When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jan Buckshot here with me. Shall we get started with the podcast roundup? Nailed it. You get it, Edwin. You want her to promote your podcast. We got it. Say hello to happy goodbye to the blue janky podcast. I will start off with Janky Town episode 59 titled Sly Stallone, bitch. Both Dave and Beer Mug were in Vegas and they recapped their trips to Vegas. Beer Mug had this to say about Vegas. Fuck Vegas is what I'm trying okay. to say. So uh, Beer Mug is angry, uh, of course. And he's angry mainly because he got a ding in his door. Someone hit his car door and put a little ding in it. And he was so angry. This is the way he describes when he came home. So I took it to my guy the very next day. That's how, that's how like much it was like pissing me off so i call him he's like yeah you know i sent him a picture he's like hey mugs are right you making a bat, sandwich like, right what now what is he doing <laughs> yeah. what that is so <laughs> weird <laughs> I was like, he's literally is he baking a cake he's literally like, making a sandwich he's got his mustard right there that was amazing mm, mugs yeah. Wow, amazing. he's a great multitasker. Well, well, he's not leading the story right no, now. No, but he, like, the, like that dude didn't even skip Uh-oh. a beat. He was like cooking and everything and telling the story. <laughs> that was impressive, yeah. Muggs. Wow. Was, I can multitask. That's yeah. crazy. Well, yeah, Bear Mug was so angry, he made a sandwich. That was what I took away from there. He was just fuming. He had to have you a ever been sandwich. so mad? Yeah, I just had to make a sandwich. Yeah. yeah. I've been well, so mad I had to dance, but I'll make a sandwich. But I understand the frustration. When you're parked somewhere, because I kind of do the same thing. I park away from other people and make sure I'm, you know. And yeah, sure enough, there's a goddamn door ding. It's like, really? I mean, uh, it's I, I get the frustration. Yeah, I, I get it too. But it's just fun hearing Beer Mug a little upset or playing yeah. up angry. Then Dave actually spent two weeks in Vegas. He did Red Rocks and a whole bunch of off-the-strip stuff. But he did go to a concert. He went to an Olivia Rodrigo concert, uh, who my little kids really love for some reason. But two moms got into a fight in the pit. Let's hear Dave recap it. And little did I know what's happening in the pit of Olivia Rodrigo. There's these two moms who start just throwing blows in the Olivia Rodrigo concert. Throwing punches during the song Driver's License, which is possibly one of her slowest songs. But here's the sad thing. There was a little girl in there. And she starts throwing blows. <laughs> and normally Omar would be pretty happy or excited or 
something. But when you hear Dave uh, talk about the fight, you see Omar is not too into it, probably because he has little girls. Look at, look, look right here. Look at, oh, man. There they are. Yeah. Yeah, there's a the little girl. She's throwing punches. Holy crap. Well, the little girl. She's I like mean, seven. But the, the guy singing is the best part. You got you to gotta, you gotta start him young. Yeah, the guy is funny right there. Wow, that's incredible, oh, man. That's incredible. Oh, my God. But, uh... Yeah, then mugs. I just drove home like you, but with music and and uh, <laughs> no dording, not not angry with no dording. So uh, uh, yeah, man, I survived two weeks in Vegas. That was insane. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Two weeks Vegas, big fight, no dording with no dording. Yep. Uh, then they had a uh, Sylvester Stallone talking about the Expendables, and as we all know, Expendables have a lot of louds. Uh, Sly Stallone came on like this. Sylvester Stallone, who joins oh. us on the phone right now, guys. Surprise, what? surprise. How do we get him? How do we get him? I got hey. the special hookup. Hey, Sly. How are, you, how are you guys doing? How's it going? Sly. How you <laughs> oh doing, man? What's new? I'm doing good, you know. It's, like, it's so good to talk to, you know, guys from, like, janky town, you know, yeah, because man. that's like... <laughs> It's, it's like Philadelphia, you know? It's like where Rocky came from. It's like janky. But Omar starts right away throwing shade at uh, Sylvester Stallone. How much longer can you continue to do these movies? I mean, you got to be in your 70s and all this plastic surgery is looking weird. You have like permanent surprise face going on. Hey, you're being very rude right now, okay? It's like, I come on your show to talk about, you know, like, movies. I say something nice to you about your show, and all of a sudden you call me, like, what's going on with your face? What's wrong with that? Well, okay, yeah, Sly, with that's that? all what's Omar. What's wrong with you? What kind of that's all Omar, Sly. That's not Dave or Beer Mug. That's all Omar. You two, you two, my Sly. You just said it. <laughs> okay. All right, Sly. I, I, I apologize. I, I, I truly, Jeez, I truly apologize. Way I, to I, go. I am so sorry. Yeah. You guys see How any great was it to hear Ralph on Janky Town? And then one last thing on uh, Janky Town is Beer Mug doesn't prep. Those are all the penis stories. What are you talking about? Oh, there's more. You're right. Uh... <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Uh, hey, 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 did you or did you not send mugs or, or send a message to our chat saying, "Hey mugs, it might behoove you to reread these"? Yeah, I, I totally thought there was one. Okay, we got another one. I'm sorry. You ready? <laughs> mugs, this is what I wrote. I wrote, I wrote, mugs. There are really funny penis stories. About four, pretty quick, but we'd be mm -hmm. beneficial to do a pre-read on these. <laughs> yeah, I thought the four was a one. I thought oh, the, the four kind of looked like oh, a one. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, it's clearly a four. You know, it's clearly a four though. So yeah, while well, listening to that, the one thing I kept, I kept hearing in my head was this. I All need right. you to read through these stories in your head before you tell them. So we need Lindsay to ride a ride shotgun on them. Yeah, she, they do need Lindsay on that show. <laughs> All right, on the Kevin and Sluggo show, there was a emo from the social media department came in to talk about the Kelvin and and Sluggo show. And I think Friday or Saturday, I don't know when it was, but she misspelled my name. I knew ah! this was going to be a bad. I knew I was going to be roasted for this. You don't know where I'm going. Okay. Kelvin, right? Okay. Kelvin. You're Kelvin now. Kelvin with an and L. Sluggo with an L, yes. <laughs> yeah, just I almost right didn't catch there? it. Yeah. I almost didn't catch it. And I was like, wait, what? There's an L in my name? That's the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> Kevin is not a difficult name to spell. So <laughs> nothing wrong with making a mistake. Yes. Leave it up. Yeah, never fix it. In the future, if I start making fun of it, you got to leave it up. That made me think of the Galvin story. Do you guys remember Galvin? You don't yeah, remember Galvin? Uh, someone got a tattoo of Bush, right? They misspelled the name. Is that the one? Let me play the clip of Kevin and Bean talking about it. What's the famous Breakfast with Bush story that we'd like to tell, Kevin? <laughs> we were doing Breakfast with Bush. Uh, Gavin Rosdale was on the stage. We were out in the crowd, and this girl said, Look, I, I love you so much, Gavin. I have your name tattooed here. And I looked at it, and it was spelled G-A-L-V-I-N. Oh, my God. And I said, um, I don't think his name is Galvin. <laughs> and he started laughing, and Bean laughed, and the crowd laughed. And she's like, oh, she had it spelled wrong. Can you didn't imagine? Know it. Didn't know it. Big fan. <laughs> Just thought she was, you know, praising the guy. Oh, my gosh. Had his name spelled wrong. <laughs> so that's all good. I remember listening to that in the morning and laughing my ass off. How could you get a tattoo of somebody's name and misspell it? Wait, and she showed it to him, right? Wasn't that how it came out? Yeah, she showed it to him. <laughs> how embarrassing. 
Well, Kevin's got some nerve criticizing anyone's spelling or grammar. <laughs> but true. at least he spelled the guy's name right. I don't at least know. Kevin's tattoos are spelled right. <laughs> How many times do you think Kevin has tweeted and misspelled his own name? Let's be fair here. Or texted. He, make, he makes fun of it, too. Yeah, that was a pretty funny story. I remember laughing my ass off at that story. All right, moving on to the Ralph Report. A couple of news items. Uh, this came in about R. Kelly. Hey, this is the best news. I kind of buried the lead, but I uh, I thought it was worthwhile waiting because I wanted to savor it. I don't know if you saw it yesterday or not, but R. Kelly found guilty. <laughs> guilty of everything. All counts in his federal sex crimes trial. How many counts is it? Do you know? I do. Uh, nine federal counts, Ooh. including racketeering, sex crimes, human trafficking, obstruction of justice, and kidnapping. Oh, he's done. Yeah, so that's an awesome story. All it needed was the family guy guilty. Guilty! Any excuse right, to play How problems? long has this R. Kelly stuff been going on? A while. Back in the old days, I remember hearing about the trial where they had a videotape. And they still didn't convict him, so they finally got him. Good. Yeah. No, it's definitely, they're talking about it in 2007, 2008. Yeah. Same thing. And then the Britney conservatorship also 2007, 2008. So it's fine. I think she's finally free of hers, and then he's finally going to jail. I don't, very long time ago. That is a cool thing about listening to old shows now. You hear something like that, and then you know how it ends. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. That's true. All right. Ralph had another news story. Well, we got a new man joining the manhunt for Brian Laundrie, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh, thank God. He has announced he's getting into uh, the mix because he wants to bring this man to justice. Oh, good. And he was seen by reporters this week uh, at the home of Brian Laundrie, knocking on the door. Hmm. Now, here's the thing. (laughs) Brian Laundrie, it's been been documented, has been... In in the wilderness, they've seen him in canyons. They've seen him on uh, nature. Right. The dog went to his house. Dog started at his house. Ground zero. Knocking on the door. <laughs> Brian, you in there? <laughs> this guy's he's sharp. So he's he's just doing this to get the publicity. He's a he's a, what's happening. He's a regular James Bond. Wow. This guy is. Um, if you have any tips, he would like you to call him at. Or call the police. 833. No, call the police. Well, dog. Let's call the police. He's got a guy. Come on. Guy needs a new series. Does he? Yeah, Dog the Bounty Hunter's on the case. Dog just makes me laugh looking at his ass. He's just ridiculous. But I can go uh, to the guy's house when he's not there and knock. Well, but you can't get the news people to go to the wilderness to look for him. It's easier to get him to go to his house. Yeah, he needs a new show. Anyhow, last week I predicted a story was going to be talked about on the podcast. And that's what my point is. You take your chances when you're watching wild yeah. animals. Right. They didn't ask to be put behind glass, and they're not going to change their behavior no. for you just because you're watching. They don't In have, fact, they, they might act up a little bit more when they, you're watching. They don't have the weird hangups we do. They certainly don't, and they certainly didn't in this case. Uh, great ape fellatio is what they're <laughs> calling it. And the funniest part about that whole clip to me is the reaction, the whole crowd reaction. We could hear Ralph talking about the crowd reacting. It's like the Hindenburg audio (laughs) from the 1930s. Uh, The great ship is coming in to dock. Oh, 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 the humanity. Oh, Oh, no, I can't. Wow. Yeah. I I mean, that's a teachable moment, I think. I think so, too. It's a teachable moment. Daddy, what are the gorillas doing? (laughs) The the part to me is the one guy that's like, oh, no. And you keep hearing him like, oh, no, don't look. Meanwhile, he's still there. I don't know. I would have had my kids way out of the, that enclosure a long time ago. I would have been gone. Was anyone else getting a Pippa flashback? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Very similar reactions. At first, oh, and then, oh, horror. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, but I can hear it now. 
Uh, then Ralph recapped the one movie love scene that he had had, and that was in What Price Victory. Uh, I did a movie with Mac Davis oh, did. early in my career oh. called What Price Victory oh. about high school football. Oh, and he played the high school football coach. What'd you play? I played a uh, a, uh, a high school student. Yes, who was uh, with the girl of the, the star of the film, uh-huh. uh, cheating behind his back. Oh. I was uh, was a star on the football team. Yeah, you're some greaser who just stole his girl. And I was the bad boy of high school who was uh, <laughs> macking out with his girlfriend in a pickup truck there in Texas. Right. Yeah. Good for you. My first uh, ever love scene, and oh. maybe now that I think of it, your only love only scene? love scene I've ever acted in. I remember in that scene they had me in one of those uh, snap up western shirts. Yeah. Instead of buttons, they had snaps on. Yeah, it. you brought your own, right? No. <laughs> From your Western <laughs> from, dance days? From my urban cowboy face. You do a wardrobe, like, hey, I got this. <laughs> no, this was from <laughs> the costuming department. Too. Okay. And the girl that I was uh, uh, performing with, yeah. uh, uh, opposite, mm-hmm. she was very enthusiastic. Oh. And she did one of those things where she pop, 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 oh. where she just ripped the shirt and all the snaps off. I got a little bit of a boner. I bet you would. I wasn't supposed to. I was acting. Oh, I but it was, it was totally. She surprised me with it. Yeah. I was, I felt a little violated quite frankly violated. <laughs> but that's one of the that's my most vivid remember, memory of that yeah we gotta find that movie i've been wanting to see it ralph can't find it no one can find it so. oh we totally need to do like a ralph a movie watching week where we find all his old movies there's gotta be a way it has to be yeah a ralph video vault that'd be cool all right, moving on to a cup of tea in a chat. Bean made a mistake about Ted Lasso, and it didn't end well. Some of our favorite shows have wrapped up since we last spoke, Ali, including the season finale of Ted Lasso. Now, I don't think we talked about... Wait. Yeah. No. I think that was 10th episode was the last one, wasn't it? No, Bean. So Bean screwed up. Right, Eddie? The funny thing is, before they even finished that sentence, Bean corrected himself, or Ali corrected him. And yet people pulled off the road and started calling and complaining about it. On 147, they play clips of people who are mad. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. They couldn't even wait. They paused the podcast, pulled off, and called in. Yeah, there's a lot of people that like Ted Lasso. And they're very passionate about it. Like, football is life. Ted Lasso is life. Anyhow, Donna came into the studio with uh, Mystery Pug. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> What just happened? Well, Mystery Pug jumped up on the desk and just knocked over my iced tea, and it's everywhere. And it's everywhere. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Let's see if we get shorted out as we try to finish up this show. What a mess. Oh, Well, she came in, and she brought, you know, everybody followed her in, so he just jumped up and grabbed a cord, and oh, my God, that's a mess. Hey, want to do some phone calls? <laughs> Shall I pretend I'm not on the Titanic right now and drowning and just the show must go on? This is the weirdest show it's, we've ever done. It's a very weird show. I'll be a, it'll be a miracle if this works. Yeah, so uh, Mystery Pug tried to electrocute Bean. Uh, that reminded me of this drop. Oh, no. This is a colossal disaster. But uh, I, I think this is a long line of the pugs trying to kill Bean. So uh, that might be something that we might want to look into later. I was thinking of the time the cat came into the studio and bit him on the foot. Yeah. That was a continuing theme. The animals are attacking. (laughs) They do a segment about the first time you feel old, and they've been doing that as a long-running subject. One of my students asked me, Hey, teacher, didn't the original Jurassic Park come out in, like, the 1900s? To which I had to say, yes. Yes, it did come out, in fact, in the 1900s, to which he said, and you were alive then? Oh, my God. (laughs) To which I said, yes, I was alive then. Thank you. Goodbye. I mean, the 1900s makes it sound like a really long time ago, but it is. I hate it. I was born in the 1900s. So were you, Bean. I know. (gasps) Yep, the 1900s. Those were the days. (laughs) Well, to we be had fair, the 1900s lasted 100 years, so but still, I get what she's saying. Yeah. <laughs> and then going along with this Bean recap the story, we were talking to a host on his podcast radio. Right. One of the presenters, fellow presenters, is named Kavita. She's a lovely young woman. So I'm having a conversation sitting around the table, and one of the guys was at Live Aid, and she looks up and she says, 
what's Live Aid? And I thought, she wasn't born when Live Aid mm-hmm. happened. So you know what that means? It's time to play another round of Does Lindsay Know? Does Lindsay Know? Does Lindsay Know? Always action to demo. All right, Edwin. Does Lindsay know what Live Aid is? Yes, she will know. Jen? Uh, I say yes, she'll know. I don't think so, because this uh, person was about the same age as Lindsay. And so I don't think Lindsay will know. Um, okay, so I did hear this clip on a cup of tea in a chat, and I didn't look it up, but I thought to myself, is Live Aid... Okay, so in the Queen movie, isn't that where they're performing? Live Aid? So it's a concert to benefit... Is it? Is it like an AIDS type of yeah. thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I, being born in the 1900s, I think it was (laughs) typically like I wouldn't have known until something like, like the Queen movie. So I I have to say I do, I guess. Yeah. Wonderful. Lindsay knows. Yay. Yay. Uh, Correction on the Live Aid. It is a benefit concert for famine, not AIDS. But Uh, we'll give it to you. I'm still going to give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that either. Okay. I'm wondering what the hell is going on with Bean. Man, I'm in love with the convenience of where we live in the city. The fact that in five minutes, if I need a haircut or I need to go to a chiropractor, I need to buy dog food or if I need to go to the hospital, whatever I need to do is five minutes away. All great examples. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm shocked. (laughs) Totally shocked. You thought I was going to say. I was waiting for if I have to buy a stick of gum to fix something underneath my chair to hold on. Like, I was expecting something crazy. Well, I mean. Those were great. I I am going to the shoehorn store, if that's what you mean. (laughs) Yeah, four great examples right in a row. That was, what the hell's going on with Bean? You're right. I've noticed recently on the show, he's been giving good examples. I don't, yeah, I'm with you. What is going on? And lastly, this call. Hi, Ali and Bean. This is T-Bagger Hans from the LBC. And I need some medical advice. All right. I saw a Devo this weekend, and I think my mind was blown. What do I do? All right. (laughs) You saw Devo, and you need to know what to do next. Sir, I want you to just look down, and then I want you to whip it. And then I want you to whip it good. Sorry, we're out of time. So, Edwin, you're calling now under the name of Hans. Is that what happened? Oh, I wish that had been me. That's a missed opportunity. <laughs> but, yeah, being saying whip it, whip it good was just brilliant to me. Mm-hmm. All right. The week that was. Press the button. Edwin. Send me back into time. One, two, three. It's a new day. Our feature presentation. So we're doing the week that was. This is September 27 to October 1st, 2010. Wait a minute. October 1st? October 1st? What does that mean? Rabbit, rabbit. I look for my clips. That means it was the first of Rocktober. Right? That works, right? Okay, maybe, maybe I don't get it. Uh, as we go along, perhaps I can get some better clips than that. Let's you you want me up. to try? You want me to try? Yeah, go ahead. Oh. Go ahead. It's the first of Rocktober. <laughs> oh, shit, that fucked up. <laughs> I found that okay, clip okay, and I can't stop on. laughing. No, 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 scoop, no goofing off, guys. First of Rocktober. <laughs> Okay, well, we're going to work on that. Okay, back in the week that was, the big deal was Sharktopus finally premiered on the Sci-Fi Channel. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to play the actual clips from Sharktopus and contrast them with, remember Ralph made like a demo reel to try to get the job. So let's start off with what Ralph did to get the attention of the producers of Sharktopus. Come on, you son of a bitch! Come and get me! Okay, so that's how Ralph pitched himself. Now the real movie came out. Let's see what it sounded like. There's no way a shark octopus fishy thingy really exists. I hope you're right. Trust me, okay? There is no such thing as a shark. Very similar. I think Ralph should have got a writer's credit on Sharktopus. Well, if he wanted it. 
<laughs> I missed the Dammy Sharktopus. That should have been in the movie. It, it was. was it was. It just was he was doing like an air check. Yeah, let me see. I think I got that. Hold on one sec. I wish there was another way. I'm sorry. This is our only hope. <laughs> Damn you, shark the puss! Yeah, so that's when the actual movie, he got that death scene in, and he got the Damn You, Shark the Puss in. You've actually seen the movie, Lindsay? Uh, no, I don't think so, but I've definitely seen his his scene. You that's haven't? Like, I haven't seen the movie. I've seen the scene, I think, but I don't remember oh yeah and we reviewed it we also reviewed sharktopus on an earlier episode his like his submission for it so i think i pulled the whole clip i think it's on youtube or something like that for an instagram post okay Uh, part of the ralph uh video vault oh yeah that's another one that's going to go in the in the ralph video vault now ralph was on vacation in 2010 because he was filming red state with kevin smith I think Kevin was on vacation and we discovered Victor Fuentes. I think Beam was on vacation and we found Antoine Dodson. For some reason, things just keep happening, even if people are on vacation. But I like this clip because Ralph wasn't there to do voices. Now, they did a story about a Vegas hotel that was built in such a way that it focused the sun on a certain area by the pool. And it was burning people. It was so hot. So some of the B-teamers stepped up to add voices to this. I thought it was very funny. I believe we've got an employee of the hotel on the phone with us right now here on the Kevin Bean Show. Hello, sir. Thank you for calling Vidara Hotel. How can we make your stay better here in Las Vegas today? Are you out at the pool? Uh, yes, I am. Excellent. Excellent. We were uh, we were just talking there, telling our listeners about the story about the Las Vegas death ray. I'm sure you know all about that working at the Vidara. Well, yeah, we've had some of the people in the local media come out and interview the staff and things. I mean, and look, it it is hot here yeah. in Las Vegas. Uh, when you come out to the pool, you're gonna experience some heat. But as far as the death ray, I, I don't know anything about that. That seems a little you extreme. You haven't heard about that? Does the sun focus in us in a particular spot? Um, More than others? Not that I can tell. I, like I said, I mean, it's just overall hot out here, and some people do. Oh, no. Hello? Hello? Hi, what, ha- what happened to the guy on the phone? What, what's going on? Can you tell me what's going on? I just walked by and found this on this phone. Yeah, yeah. We just... We were talking to a guy about the death ray at the swimming pool. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. The I'm, sun focusing yeah. in the spot. It's, it's hot out here. I'm out here in my bikini, but it's, I don't understand. Oh, my God. Well, that, that's terrible. You just lost, <laughs> you just lost the way he was laughing. Hello, hello, hello. Hello? Hello? Who, who's this? I found this phone. What, what is this? Uh, we're a radio station in Los Angeles, and we're yeah. calling. You're at the uh, Vidara? Yeah. At the pool? Yeah. Does well, it feel be, be unusually very, hot to you? It's hot as hell out here, but what, you know, it's Vegas. It yeah, is Vegas, yeah. This is but a, the death ray is apparently, it's what? a magnify, it's like a magnifying glass where it makes it even hotter than people can stand at some locations oh, around the pool. Come on. Got <laughs> <laughs> a silent death. I don't know what happened there. Hello? Sweet, a phone. <laughs> hello? What? Hello? Hey, uh, we're calling about the death ray. What death ray? Maybe you should. <laughs> Can't you see? Oh my God. Oh my. Is, that your best... Is that your best non-mic voice? <laughs> what? That's Dave. I it's Dave. Oh, Dave. Dave. Uh, sir at Las Vegas at the pool. Can't you see all those bodies laying around? How have you not, no, not noticed that? I just kicked this phone with my water socks on. So, uh, you know, I just picked it up and you guys oh, were on the line. Okay. Is it particularly hot right there? <laughs> yeah, it's a little toasty, but, you know, we get through it. It's Vegas. That's good. Right. So, uh, That's good. Yeah. yeah. Just okay. canning out here. Right, sure. Yeah, GGL. Right. I want Dave to keep talking, so I'm not going to hit the sound effect. Can <laughs> someone do something? <laughs> He's going, let's, let's make Dave ad lib. <laughs> there you go. So I, that might have been Chip's first ever on-air appearance. So I like that. Ralph was gone, so they went to the bench, and they did not disappoint, if you ask me. <laughs> okay, well, another thing that happened, uh, this was just before the beginning of Rocktober! Never was a cornflake girl. Better, more rocky, right? Did I did you, I get it, guys? You were no. rocking hard, Eddie. Okay, I'm going to keep working on that. They had Trent Reznor come into studio because he did the score for uh, The Social Network, the movie about Facebook. It's kind of funny, though, because here's Trent. You know he's a very serious guy. And Bean's kind of being, he's doing Bean stuff. 
you're used to coming up with music with something out of nothing. And now you've got a movie and it kind of has to fit what's on the screen and it has to fit the director's <clears throat> vision and that's very different. I'll tell you what was cool about that is it was I really enjoyed working under somebody. You, you know? did. Yeah, I loved having uh <laughs> That's not what he meant. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> For a minute, I forgot where I was. I yes, thought yeah. I was having a rational discussion <laughs> with adults. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so Bean's yucking it up. Reznor, he, he went along with it. And then this is such a quintessential Bean moment. You're going to love this one. They were talking more about the soundtrack. I noticed uh, when I was listening to the soundtrack last night, Trent, as I was uh, thinking about this morning, um, I heard a, a melody I recognized in the Hall of the Mountain King is a classical piece, right? Yeah. From Edvard Grieg. And uh, by the way, you you may not appreciate this. I've been to Mr. Grieg's uh, uh, burial site. I've been to the mountain that he is buried on in uh, in Norway, which is a, a tr- I recommend. It's a tremendous vacation destination. But that's uh, a how, terrible story. I'm just <laughs> saying, who gets buried in a mountain? Right, Looking out I'm over the ocean, it's pretty cool. A, that is not a good story. Is he what I'm wrote, he I wrote, wrote and told that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got to stand up for Bean. That was a song that was on the soundtrack, and he recognized it. It it was a little bit of a speed bump, I do admit. <laughs> but it was relevant, though. So, okay, so Trent Reznor was in. Then the next day, it turned out to be October 1st. No? Right. Okay. I'm, st- I'm still working on it. The only reason I brought this in, because I think it was my email, but I'm not positive. But still, that won't stop me from taking the glory. And finally, before Celebrity Birthdays, here's a P.S. to our earlier conversation about the Buffer Brothers. And the listener, Eddie, makes a phenomenal uh, suggestion, Kevin. You need to trademark what did you do, like right now. <laughs> because it is, all, it is already taken off. What it's already do? on ringtones, and people are talking about it, putting it on T-shirts. I mean, what did you do? It could be your what did thing. You do? You Every time that? somebody asks, what did you do? We would have to. What did you do? We would, have to, we would have to figure out how to spell it first of all. What did you I know, do? I know it has a J in it. That's the only <laughs> thing I know about it. What did you do? That would be a problem figuring out how do you spell the way Kevin said. What did you do? Uh, well, I think interesting. Lindsay had a good spelling for it on one of our episodes, right? Oh yeah, it's. Uh, I don't remember now. <laughs> okay, we'll look that up. We, maybe we could trademark it since Kevin not, never got around to it. Uh, celebrity birthdays that week. And it was the uh, 1st of October. Rocktober! Better? <laughs> no, go back. Go back to the chipmunks. <laughs> That's the only chipmunk song I have. A couple of interesting celebrity birthdays. Let's start with Fran Drescher. A very famous clip, and they kind of give the background to the whole story, so I'm going to play that. The, make- the makeover of the night on the red carpet. Fran Drescher joining us yeah. up here. You know, we were talking as you were coming up that you've done a movie with Pierce Brosnan before, The Beautician and the Beast. Did you ever imagine he'd end up being a James Bond? I I, I, I didn't. Pierce Brosnan was not in Beautician and the Beast. Really? <laughs> I think I'm going to get back on the line. Smart idea. That was may awesome. Not, <laughs> may not have been. Well, first of all, there were two things Two things wrong with that. One is I was talking about the wrong actor. Right. Okay, one. And two is make over the night is my way of saying, wow, you're usually so ugly. Yes. But you cleaned up and look okay today. It was a backhanded compliment. It was. That was harsh. Make over the night. Everyone knows what night. that means. Yes. <laughs> like, out of all the people we've seen, you yep. cleaned up. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, honestly, there's no way it could have been more insulting to Miss yeah. Fran Drescher. I'm sorry about that. And by the Happy way, we're not, we're not exaggerating. She literally just walked right back down. Yeah, yeah she did. That was the end of that. Yeah. That's true. So our apologies to Fran Drescher. <laughs> but that, there's the background on that clip. They played it a lot over the years. Um, another birthday in October. No, I, okay, I think I messed up again. Another birthday in October was S.A. Morales. I always love that clip. And Meatloaf. And singer Meatloaf is 69 today. Uh, Edwin, one of our favorite listeners, Edwin, uh, writes in and said, Yes, it's true. Uh, Meatloaf is not the singer he once was, but he still has charisma and stage presence. He said that he always had. Okay. So he guesses that two out of three ain't bad. He said. Nope. We're good. <laughs> go right to hell. You go right to hell, Edwin. 
I love that because of the disgust in Kevin and Allie's voice. And that's the week that was in 2010, the 1st of October. <laughs> Back to you, Steve. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, there is a chipmunk smoke on the water. That's enough of that. Yeah. Uh, moving on to, to the flashback that needs no introduction with Jen. I have a three-part series today. Country music blows. Wrong. And to prove it, Alan Jackson has just celebrated his 50 millionth album. It doesn't blow he, for him. He is a giant. To, uh, to celebrate, he had a big party in Nashville last Wednesday where guests dined on grits and bologna sandwiches. No. <laughs> Way. They know how to party. They sure do. Those country Fs. <laughs> Ralph's not a big fan of the country music or the country artists. You see, the bologna sandwiches, Kevin, were a nod to the song on his latest album called I Still Like Bologna. <laughs> he didn't... <laughs> Screw you! He did not do a song you called... son of a bitch! He did not do I Still Like Bologna. If anyone wrote a song called I Still Like Bologna... <laughs> There's no way. They would be laughed out of any decent musical arena in these in the United States of America. That His new hit, I still like baloney. Not possible. Die. <laughs> it's not possible. <laughs> he is a uh, tremendous singer, songwriter, entertainer. Alan Jackson really is cream of the crop, Ralph. Ralph. I mean, this is a novelty song. This is a silly novelty song, but the dude has done uh, some real country music standards. You know that we're talking about Being a guy who wrote talking. a song called I Still Like Baloney. Yeah. I know. It's Being kind the of first a guy to it's slam kind of uh, Paul McCartney into the ground head first <laughs> when he comes up with a song like Freedom or something, which at least which is a horrible song, but at least it's about people being free. Sure. The, the, the topic of the song at least has some value to it, as opposed to I Still Like Baloney. <laughs> Not interesting. Oh, he's a, he's a classic. He's done so many wonderful things. Oh, wow, I love Alan Jackson. Oh, I wish I you would just take a big dump in his 10-gallon hat and put it on my head. <laughs> <laughs> this is a silly kind of a novelty fun die, song, but die. he's done a die. lot of tremendous efforts. Too. Will you shut up? <laughs> Anthony Kiedis oh. is a huge fan of one particular artist. Alan Jackson? No one knew how, how much of a fan he was until he was uh, backstage at this singer's concert in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Does he like baloney, too? He doesn't like baloney, <laughs> but he loves Bob Dylan. Yeah, well, I think, sure. Yeah. Well, I think all artists do. Anthony Kiedis and Bob Dylan. That <laughs> all right, is it's the request. Oh, it's that. the request. <laughs> all right. I have an request where I would like Bob <laughs> and Anthony to be working on an album together. Anthony, what do you like the best about oh, Bob Dylan? Oh, Wackadang, smackadoodle, stick deck to Wackadang, California. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and yeah, Bob, yeah. Does you feel the same way? Yeah. And again. Yes, as the cosmos took a wackadang da dang ooh, 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 bop, doom. Yeah. <laughs> Skip down to bang-a-dang. <laughs> That's the conversation backstage. That's at the best conversation concert. I've ever heard. Yeah, doesn't surprise me at all. That was brilliant. Yeah, they just did it right on the fly. That was great. Oh, I've got more. But wait, there's more. Kevin, what's going on with our friend Bob Dylan? Well, last week, remember Ralph was telling us that, uh, well, Bob Dylan, first of all, is the hero of many, many musicians. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. Everybody looks up to Bob Dylan. Sure. And uh, Ralph did a story last week where Anthony Kiedis is a huge fan and apparently was stepping over people's corpses to get up to the front row <laughs> like kicking babies to yeah, get near, near like that. The stage. get up there and he could watch him closely so we thought we would check in with bob and just find out uh you know how things are going with him and his theme time lemonade hour whatever it is he does <laughs> hey bob hey how you doing and you as well my friend uh whatever that was <laughs> what about this story is it true can we count anthony kiedis from the red hot chili peppers among those musicians who worship you yeah <laughs> Hmm? Anthony Kiedis is? He's a freak. He's a freak? Yeah. Anthony and I are good, good friends. Oh, you're good friends. Yeah. You and Anthony, you, you actually know each other. It goes beyond just fan and artist. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, who knew? Oh, I had no idea you were acquainted. Yeah, he's right here. He's right there with you now? Yeah. What? Dang dong. <laughs> <laughs> what? Anthony, Kennedy. The cosmos of the rings of Saturn bring together love. For green tea. That's Anthony, all right. All right. There's no question that's it. What are you guys doing hanging out together? Hey, we're going to have a hand to time, catch your time, lemonade, theme park hour. California. 
<laughs> Wait, I don't, I'm confused here, Bob. You're talking about your radio show now? Anthony is there for your satellite radio show? Yeah, you know, every week I get five times and get the tone stories about the sun. It's in the back there, with all the good fun then. Smack a dang book. Yeah, I'm not sure what he just said, but Bob does a, a show where he picks a theme and yeah. then he plays music based around that theme and yeah. tells stories about it. That's that what theme. you said. I didn't hear really? that. I couldn't yeah. make out what you were saying. Well, what, what are you and Anthony doing together on the show then? What's your theme this week? Anthony co-hosting me because he just take it sand. Whack-a-dang. Mozzarella Coca-Cola. Ayatollah <laughs> Rock and Roller. All right. I heard Mozzarella Coca-Cola, Ayatollah Rock and Roller. I didn't hear what Bob said. What's the theme? <laughs> the theme is theme. Smack, smack. Is... Anyone anyone getting this? I can understand Anthony very clearly. Yeah, I can't figure out what Bob is saying. Green. Ding ding dong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's his theme. The letter F. Right, that's it. That's all I can hear. I'm sorry, Bob. Smick it dang a dang. What? <laughs> All right. How I think. You... Are you saying friends? Yeah. Oh, I that's heard, the theme. That's all I heard was friends. Oh, okay. Friends. Friends forever. Friends forever. What a oh, dang. Now you say friends. Yeah, now. <laughs> Thanks, Anthony. Yeah. All right. What kinds of songs are you playing this week on the show, Bob? Something like this. Keep smiling. What a dang. All right, Anthony, I don't know that yelling California in every song works. Has so far. Bob, do you have any idea what Anthony's saying? Yeah. Okay. Anthony, Anthony, do you have any idea what Bob is saying? Of course, the idea of love and the solstice of 22 BC brought together by. All right. All right. <laughs> you two are speaking your own language. And is it? Wait a minute. Is that from Saved by the Bell? Is that what you're listening to? <laughs> this is not a good partnership. Hey, what is it? Oh, good. It takes two. Sing it. Bob Dylan. Wake up, dang. We took my dang bark. We do it. Kill it, Bebop. Find out the perfect song for Bob. Anthony, did you say California again? California. All right. That's great. Oh, dear God. Friends theme? I can't take this. All right, guys. Listen, we, we got to go. California, right? We got to go, but. Please don't record together, all right? Do that for us. Please do. <laughs> Wait, Bob, did you just say California? <laughs> I need a Bob Dylan, Anthony Kiedis album. I really want one. <laughs> right? You know what doesn't rule? What's that? I still like baloney. <laughs> That's what doesn't rule. Here's the thing. I used to think Bean had uh, good musical taste because he likes so many more bands than I did. I mm -hmm. didn't realize at the time that I thought that, that he likes anyone who puts out a CD. He How has no you. discriminating taste whatsoever. None. He How likes everything. You. He just likes them because they're shiny. <laughs> oh, look, this is new. I can look shiny light. Now, or I dislike 90% of what's released. Sure. Or but that. you buy everything. But I don't. Every yes, time we talk do. about any song, like, oh, I, oh I, 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 I own that already. Well, in my defense, Alan Jackson, who I know is your current uh, your current target.
target here, is a tremendously talented country songwriter ha- and, and singer and has been for many, many years. He loves all types of country. Ralph hates all types of country. Country music blows. I just love Alan Jackson, and Ralph had a story a couple of days ago that really ticked him off that Alan Jackson was having a party to celebrate 50 million albums sold, by the Come way. Come on. And what did he... As, as the late Bernie Mac used to say, Come on, America! <laughs> <laughs> 50 million albums sold. They had a big party. And what caught Ralph's attention is that he served bologna sandwiches at the party is as kind of a tribute to his current... And grits. Don't and forget grits. grits. Yes. They ate grits, too. You know why? Because they're all country <laughs> efforts. Why are you bad, America? As a tribute to his current country smash, I still like bologna. Let's hear a little bit of that. There's satellite communications. Long distance internet relations. Are you already out, Ralph? Oh. World's a little faster every day. Good music. He wrote a good song. song. Good singing. What, what else oh. is there, what is the there not to like? With that fiddle in the back. I just want to blow him up. Aren't you out of ideas when you write a song about liking bologna? No, but can't you tell where he's going with <laughs> yes. this? Yes. Oh, we're moving we're... so fast these days with their fandangled cell phones <laughs> and the hoop de doo computers. <laughs> Oh, I can see where this is heading. <laughs> I know it's all well and good, and I don't embrace it like I should, but I wouldn't want to go back, which even if I could. Okay. So you don't like the modern times, but you wouldn't go back if you could. Right. Where does that leave you, douchebag? <laughs> but I still like belonging. Oh. No. <laughs> right there, I'm saying, I'm calling BS. That's it's a goddamn awful song. Come on. Point, look, it's not one of my favorite Al Jackson songs either. But uh, the point is, he's just using baloney, obviously, to represent right. a simpler time. Yeah, well, work harder. <laughs> if, you got, if you're at that point, say, oh, I'm talking about baloney. This doesn't quite get there. I, if I want to address this topic, I'm going to have to dig a little deeper. <laughs> he's saying, look, I've got the fancy internet, the satellite TV. Yeah, we heard that. I, I heard the lyrics. I, I got it all. Do you think we don't understand? <laughs> Honestly. That song we just played, I was in the room. I just heard it. <laughs> it's not like, it's not too deep for us to get. He still likes Maloney. Right, Shyamalan. On white bread. On white bread. Yeah, because I'm a good old boy. I got nine billion dollars, but I sing about trucks and dogs wearing collars. <laughs> and the sound of a whippoorwill down a country yeah. road. He likes the sound of the whippoorwill. And baloney. They, they do love and whippoorwills and baloney. That's the whippoorwills. you, you son of you country mother. <laughs> the grass between my toes And that sunset sinking low And a good woman's love to hold me close There you go. This is a terrible it song. Really is. I am and so I tired. Like country, and this is awful. I'm so tired of country BS too. It's like, well, we don't need your electric lights and your fancy motor cars. We like things the way they used to be when mail came from ponies and used to have to draw on caves to look at for entertainment. Screw you, all the old times. Just because you live in a trailer on a dirt road, you broke country apps. Why are you bad, America? With your car up on blocks. Don't try to sell me on the fact that things were better in 1949. But, uh, but you ass-kicking mother effers. Is it what's worse than that? Is that Alan Jackson is a hundred million dollar man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's probably living on 800 acres or something like that. With a, he with a has big a mansion. guy out there with a shotgun who just kills the whippoorwills <laughs> as they fly over his building because he has like whippoorwill crap on his Bentley. That's where Alan Jackson's rolling. It sucked. I like my 50-inch HD plasma. Feels like they just reach out and grab you. 500 channels at my command. But, but, I finally gave in and got a cell phone. Wow. That I hardly ever seen to turn on. Okay, wait a minute. Because yeah. he's got people. In no, Lisa, because he likes the simple old country ways. <laughs> <laughs> In 2008. Growing your own weed in a weed patch behind the shack. I don't think you can talk about cell phones like they're futuristic. They broke down and got me them shoes people are wearing. I guess I never had that much to say. Oh, then no, shut you, up. You have plenty to say about baloney sandwiches. And I still 
honestly, Bean, you've got Look, to admit I, this blows. I'm telling you, it's not my favorite Ellen Stop Johnson saying it's song. not your favorite it's as not. if it's okay. It's horrible. Because if it's in the running. It's, yeah. I don't it, think it's It's just bad. not my favorite. I don't it think it's blows. that bad. I really don't think it's that bad. I really don't. Oh, then you're a horrible person. Really? I don't love it. I don't love it, but it's okay. No, it's not. It's far from okay. <laughs> it's really not. But it's the opposite of okay, actually. <laughs> the grass between my toes. Yeah. And that sunset sinking low. That's just not good. And a good woman's love to hold me close. It sucks. Okay, that's enough. We gotta wow, t- is that bad? We gotta I take like a break. When the sun sets, <laughs> like it does every day, you piece of garbage. Ralph, I'm not kidding. I want you to record the most inane country song ever. You can't. Well, put it out. Yeah, how do you parody how do you, that? How do, you, how do you parody something like that? When that is real, when that's number one in country, how do you write something that is supposed to make fun of that genre when they beat you to it with I like bologna sandwiches on white bread. <laughs> I, this is, no, you, uh, I love how Ralph's head just explodes. Um, Hold yeah. on, guys. I just called DoorDash to order a bologna sandwich. Uh, they, they're at the door. <laughs> Give me a sec. Uh, this is really in contrast to Ralph on the Ralph Report who had a country music phase and wore the country yes. music shirts. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. loved the show Nashville, right? Yeah, that's and right. uh, but I I, he, I see his point because there was a period in time, or I guess modern country, it's just really bad. Who could forget this wonderful song? Red Solo Cup. Yeah. I fill you up. Let's have a party. Oh, Let's have a party. We've learned that Southern Californians are really snotty about country music. You get really, your red really solo snotty. Cup, you get your bologna sandwich. You're all set. Lindsay, how is it different where you live? Where I live? Yeah. <laughs> I live in the South, so country music is quite alive and well. And I mean, it. there are some good country songs. I think that the one thing that everybody hated when wanted to rag on was country music and like I, I get it but at the same time I think we've all grown up now and even Ralph has grown up to to not really like look down on it and I think the Taylor Swifts of the world have kind of brought country music to the limelight as well but yeah I mean moving to North Carolina at 18 years old I was like oh wow this is very different. People like country <laughs> a lot. People will play country almost exclusively. I have to hear Wagon the... Wheel one more fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some good country songs. And Ralph knows because he liked country in the 80s. But uh, there is some really bad ones. Just like any music. Uh, but we can all get behind that we hate Bob Dylan, right? Everybody doesn't yeah. like Yeah, okay. yeah, Bob Dylan's awful. Wait, I, I found my favorite country song. Right? That's country, right? This has been a musical journey. I know, musical right? journey. <laughs> All right. Close us out. We got to get out of here. All right. Well, that's our well, that's Chris. our show for today. All right. Here we go. All right. Uh, thank you all for listening. You can email us at quittersnevergiveup at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at quittersnever or on Instagram at quittersnevergiveup. Leave us a message through Anchor at anchor.com slash quittersnevergiveup. That's been our show for this October. Yeah. See you guys later. Bye, Bye, everybody.